Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Thank you for joining us on this gorgeous fall afternoon, wherever you are. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, there's not snow on the ground. Not a fan. Uh, With me is uh, my good friend, Alexander. Hello, everyone. So good to be here with my co-host, Aaron. And we're going to get into an interesting topic today and just kind of see where it uh, develops and where it goes. Yeah, sometimes we come up with a topic and we're not really sure where it's going to go, but uh, with Alexander and I, like we just got done doing some episodes on the human design and when our charts overlap, we have that crown open. So we're able to, uh, roll with the punches and, uh, with whatever comes up and, uh, find different avenues and branches to discuss that are, are definitely, um, things that people are really interested in today's topic is um what we're kind of posing is sometimes yes sometimes no and it's about living in or the value of living in contradiction and uh this is a very interesting one one that i i haven't really gotten uh, into until recently uh being a activated mind in the human design like uh you were talking about before we went on air i used to like taking a stand on things and and i do like seeing people take a stand on things and some of that has to do with, you know, be, me being a big fan of justice, you know, having that incarnation cross around laws. But I definitely have seen the value recently in the last couple of years of being flexible in my mind. It helps me to not be manipulated as much when some when I feel like somebody's on my side and they're pushing my line. I'm able to, you know, kind of see through it. And then it also helps me question my own views, if I resonate with that, that person, I can also kind of see the holes in what they're saying. So then I'm like, well, well, I used to believe that, you know, so I used to have these holes in the way I looked at things. And then it helps you kind of have some acceptance for yourself that what you've thought or believed in throughout your life may not have, you know, there, there are holes in everything. That's why living in contradiction is so valuable because you're not having to plant your flag in something and then having to back it up when something's proven wrong, you're able to, you know, pivot because you're not so tied and holding on to a single tree. And if that tree gets knocked down, you're not going down with it. Yeah. I mean, then many people live in this, that even when they see proof of more information or what it is, uh, most people will defend their opinion and it makes it very challenging for conscious communication to happen uh, because you really need two flexible-minded people to have that conscious communication. And I wanted to bring in here a saying that I learned somewhere, I can't remember where, uh, but it's certainly not one of mine, but it's one of my favorites that it's not the strongest that will survive and it's not the smartest that will survive. It's the one that can adapt. and. I feel like in self-growth and self-development work and even conscious relationship work, to keep that at the forefront of your being continuously is extremely useful um, because 
sometimes to change someone's opinion is just the ability to allow that person to be heard and felt and not like uh, judged and then be able to stay just a different way of looking at it maybe and adding just a little bit more information. But because you respected and didn't judge them, it's it makes them more open to just hearing yours because here's the competition is what creates that resistance. And if you can are able to go with a sharing energy that, hey, this is just a conversation. That was what we based this whole Wise Wise podcast off of was just we're going to share with the public the conversations that Aaron and I started developing um, almost seven years ago. So, and that's what we bring to you guys. We don't spend a lot of time thinking about the subjects beforehand and making a big plan. Part of our fun is uh, doing it on the fly, so to say. And normally it's, it is very real questions that Aaron has. And I provide the way that I see the philosophy working with whatever situation that is. And here it is, sometimes yes, sometimes no. What does it mean to live in contradiction? And that's what we're really going to get in in the complete conversation is uh, a lot of different examples and why this is, you know, so important to be able to see the beauty of contradiction and changing the way that you see things in an organic way and being open to that change. And so uh, we talked about the activated mind center like I have and you have it non-activated is, is it going to be more of a challenge for somebody with it activated to uh, practice this? Like for the, for the activated mind center person, this is going to be a practice to get to being more flexible. Whereas the non-activated, would you say is already flexible? And is there any work they would have to do to get to this point yeah well here of course we're talking about the human design and we're talking about the second center uh down which is in the mind center and if this has a color to it then it means it's activated you're putting energy out into the world like aaron's example and then non-activated it's white and it means that you're more empathic in that area and that's the case with myself so yes what it can create is that normally activated mind people are more in their stands with their views of things or very uh, adamant about the way that they see things. And that doesn't mean that they're wrong. Uh, it just means this is the way that I choose to see this and I don't see any value in looking at it another way. So it can be more of just an organic action for white-minded or open-minded, non-activated-minded people to be more receptive to other views and other ways of looking at it. But see, they can get lost in not choosing a way. So there's no more of a cost um, or a reward, whether you have it activated or not. That's the case with all nine of the centers in the human design. But uh, sometimes we can, you know, wish we had a way opposite than we do. And in this situation, yes, most activated mind people that hear some of this that we're going to talk about today can be more challenged to uh, resist it uh, than non-activated mind people. Yes. So would you say that we're kind of trying to find that new, that neutral point in either being very static in our beliefs and nothing can change it 
and almost being like uh, uh, analysis paralysis where you're just so overwhelmed that you can't even look at it. Like the neutral point, how would you describe that? Would it be like you accept that there's other views and this one, like the way I, I view certain things in life that some people are like, no, it's this way. Um, I've grown more into, uh, it could be this way, it could be this way. Both ways have information backing it up. But to me, it doesn't, like there's no value in my life um, to put stock in either one because it doesn't, it doesn't have an impact on my immediate life with my relationships with people, you know, my day to day, um, something so, uh, abstract as like the, <laughs> the shape of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was getting at. But like, but like, it doesn't matter where, you know, if it's square, if it's a cube, if it's on the back of a turtle, if it is being whapped off a table by a cat, like we were, it doesn't affect us because what we experience is the same. So what we're told, a lot of people allow that to affect them a lot. Like they need to know. And I used to fall into that. So, yes. but now, you know, both sides have value or they, they have evidence and, and it doesn't affect me. So I don't really put stock into it, but I'm, I, you know, I'm interested in some things that people want to talk about it. I can adapt to what they're saying uh, and it's sometimes fun to, to talk about it, but it's really not that important to me yeah. anymore. Yeah. I think that, you know, this is a great example of living in non-preference. doesn't mean you don't ever have a preference. It just means that, uh, from my experience, and it sounds like what you're talking about, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, practicing that non-preference gives a certain amount of freedom and, the thing is, is I don't want anyone to feel challenged when I'm talking to them, because when when you make people feel challenged, they put up their defense mechanisms, which makes them less vulnerable, less available, less intimacy. And so I learned a while back that I don't ever want to carry that that threatening energy. And so many people come into a conversation to make a stand and they bring that threatening energy. And uh, for many people, it shuts them down. and that person with the threatening energy can feel like they won the conversation, but see, it was never a battle in, in sharing information. So this is the importance of practicing these um, disciplines is because eventually it turns into the norm. And I know, you know, from our experiences in the past, there's been many things that, you know, you have made uh, stands on and I've seen your growth in that to to get to point to where you realize that how much energy it costs to like make a stand and to hold a stand and and then if you start to see it differently yes now you have to deal with the the energies of guilt or shame or whatever and normally those stands just aren't necessary now a stand when outside of a concept, like if you see someone getting treated poorly and they're being treated poorly right in front of you, then that's the time to make a stand and to help that person. But again, you don't need to make the stand toward the oppressor. <laughs> you make the stand toward just helping the person that needs help. And many times people will attack the oppressor, but they're, they're like a child that's having a temper tantrum. They're looking for attention. So 
stop giving the oppressor the attention and give the compassion and the energy towards the person that needs help. And uh, this this gets into like, I want to bring in the most simple example of this. And I'm going to use, I've used this probably in past episodes, but I think it helps to just be reminded of how simple this that we're talking about is, is that you take the color purple and that can be seen as purple. It can be labeled as purple or it can be seen and labeled as a shade of red or it can be seen and labeled as a shade of blue because it takes blue and red to make purple. But see, people, if you take that example and you put it in everyday conversations, they will fight about the same thing of somebody choosing a stand of, no, this is a shade of red, and somebody else saying, no, it's purple or it's fuchsia. When they're seeing the same thing, they're just choosing to label it something different. So if you can just look at situations in life like that, that, oh, this person is just looking at it from this view, and I'm looking at it from a different view. There's other examples of where you take a tube If you shine a light from one side, it shows a circle. If you shine a light from this side, it shows a square. So again, depending on the view, those two people could fight till the end of time saying, no, I see a circle. It's a circle. No, it's a square. And when both are seeing the same object, but from two different perspectives, this started being extremely intriguing to me to just look at all of life like that. And it starts to take the tension and the competition away from situations. Another example is having a favorite sports team, and you have a friend that has another team that's his favorite. See, we can accept things like that and still get along, get together when our teams play each other, pick on each other, laugh, you know, cry together, all that kind of stuff. But that's the same whether it's, you know, politics or it's views on vaccines or or whatever. But many times the people that make stands They create situations and judgments to where they want to separate from somebody that has a different view or different stand. And that's kind of just what the conversation is going to be about today. Yeah. And I I know the question that people would ask hearing that. And they're like, well, who's going to stand up for the truth or who's going to, you know, fight these people that are taking over our country or you know, and that that's like old me, like, okay, you're saying, you know, it's wrong to take a stand, but you're not saying it's wrong to take a stand. What you're saying is if you have the perspective of wellness, if you like, you're here because wellness is a priority in your life. So that's, that's why you're watching this podcast. And that's what we're delivering is tools and techniques to get to uh, living it more in a wellness uh, way of life. And Just because there's there's always going to be people to play those roles. That's the thing that we feel like if we don't do it, it won't get done. But I don't make many promises, but I could almost promise that really nobody's that important to to see that even people that have accomplished major things, if they didn't do it, is more than likely going to be somebody right behind them that's going to do that. So the the point is, is that we get to choose the roles that we play in this life. And I'm hoping to help people to see that if a role you're playing is damaging areas of your life, either the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, or the spiritual or religious, any of those five levels, if it's damaging that, then my advice is 
please choose another role or it's going to continue to deteriorate you. And there's a certain amount of trust and faith that, yes, somebody else will fill that role. I've known people that have have rescued animals for years, up to 10 years of their life. Again, I like to suggest people look at seven-year cycles, but they feel like if they don't do it, no one will. So people can actually make themselves sick, being of service and doing something beautiful and amazing. But there always comes a time that we need to pass that baton on to someone else. And that's why I like to talk about these seven-year cycles. And if you've been doing something that you feel like is deteriorating you in any of those levels for approximately seven years, it is certainly time to make an adjustment. Yeah. And I, I was one of those people who thought that I had to save every cat, but then through learning this philosophy, there's always going to be cats to save. So there's an acceptance that I had to work through. And then I had to set a boundary with, with the universe and say, Hey, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And since then I've, I haven't been tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but you so know, far. other people that, that play that role and you're connected yeah. to them, right? Yeah, and exactly. So yeah. Part yeah. Of a so, network. so in, rather than doing it myself, I would uh, monetarily fund the people who were doing it and backing them up when they needed money. So um, that is how I contributed that way. I just shifted my energy in yeah. that way. And see, you chose a different role and not to be active participant, but a more passive participant in both active and passive are necessary. So if you feel drawn to make a stand about something, yes, I'm in support of that. Just pay attention to these five levels. And when you start to feel deterioration, you may want to consider changing that role. And these types of adjustments is... uh Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So there is sort of this like weird martyrism uh, archetype in our society where it's selfless to do one something like we were talking about where you are eroding your own wellness for the help of or for somebody like doing something noble, saving somebody, or, I mean, I guess you could even say like maybe going into the military is something similar to that where you're sacrificing yourself. And that it, um, is seen in such a high regard. I'm not saying, I'm not taking anything away from the military. I uh, Somebody has to do that job. I mean, I guess if everybody stopped doing it, then nobody would have to do it. But, but there is some value in that if uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. But... If we're talking about it in the in the sense of like politics or that there's this like real truth out there and that somebody has to be fighting the man or I mean, it could be seen on on either side. Somebody has to be fighting the the quote good fight. For the sake of others where because they can't speak up. That is seen as noble and valued and selfless and and a lot of people look up to that and give a lot of praise to that but at the same time they are i mean they are they're sacrificing their own wellness Mm -hmm. to do those things and i don't want to take anything away from that but i do feel like maybe there's like some misplaced value there because we we don't value wellness on a large scale in inside of ourselves for everybody. Uh, there's like a misplaced because then we see that and we're like, Oh, we, we kind of put all of our faith into that 
all of our praise into that versus the the person who who lives every day to make sure they're well so that they can then help others while keeping their cup full. There's a different vibration into that. So maybe you can also get into helping others or the role of helping others when your cup is full versus like protesting that that sort of energy. Yes. And we'll get deeper into this in the full conversation, but I do want to touch on it that I agree that uh, sacrificial actions in our culture anyway is supported and um, even rewarded in many, many cases. But I think there's going to be a big shift that comes that, yes, many of the uh, greatest nurses and doctors out there are very depleted in many areas of their life. And, you know, my heart goes out to them. And I think that everybody that does that type of public service work, but, you know, whether it be a cop or a firefighter or whatever it is that, you know, I just think more of a rotation of changing people's jobs and what they're doing in seven year periods would help the decline of the health in, you know, in our culture. And, but this comes down to people being more open to change, you know, and again, here, I want to say that change is the only consistent change is the only thing that is guaranteed to happen, but it's what most humans resist the most. It's one of the most oxymoronic, uh, situations that, that I can think of that it's a guarantee that change is going to happen but we're, we've been trained to resist all of that change. So the most people that are going to resonate with this podcast is people that are looking at overall wellness and wanting to be sensitive to when they are doing something, whether that's a relationship, a job, or even a hobby, that when it gets to a point of deterioration, I want to make an adjustment here. So the people that are sacrificial and are of service out there, see many of them don't have a lot of self-worth. So there's no amount of sacrifice that they can do that will ever make them care enough about themselves to work on all five of those levels. So it's not taking anything away from people that, you know, put other people first. Hey, that's, that can be seen as honorable, but not from a self-development, healing, overall wellness standpoint. Just it's nice that you'll put others before you. And I think there's going to be a shift over time to where this is going to be more and more important that people want to go to doctors or want to go to coaches or whatever you call it that exemplify, you know, what they are teaching or preaching, so to say. And I welcome that and I look forward to going deeper into this subject in the full conversation. So thank everyone for joining us in the, the free part here. And please reach out if you do want a private reading at thejustphilosophy.com for the human design or the destiny cards. Thank you for listening to this free version of the Wise Wise podcast. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into the application of the tools and techniques of the just philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations, including the complete episodes of our Inward Journey story series and our entire back catalog, and continue your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes 
over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.